Hello there. My name is Ahmed, and as I'm sure you're now aware, this is True Story. With me, as usual, is Annie. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Hope you all had a good break. Uh, we definitely didn't, but that, that's a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to know why we didn't have a good break, you'll have to ask us on Twitter. Um, we're True Story XYZ. Anyway, you might be thinking that this episode is weird for a number of reasons. Uh, for example, our last episode was just last month. Uh, very out of character to be releasing a new episode one month after. Uh, and the first episode of 2020 was released in May. So, yeah. Anyway, 2020 was a weird year. Um, and if this one is going to be any better, we have to start now, right? If we're going to make any effort to achieve that. So here we are with our first episode and hoping that it won't be like that time. My New Year resolution was to join a gym in 2008, 2009. 2010, 2011, 2012, 2014, and 2015. Wow, I'm not even going to ask why you kept joining for six years or why you skipped 2013. Uh, but yes, like Ahmed said, we want to give this year our best shot. So let's jump right into it. Uh, over in Europe on January 1st, a bunch of changes went into effect that basically mean Brexit is now done. Boris Johnson campaigned for delivering Brexit, and so he has. Now, to be clear, if you're listening to this and you're a British citizen and you're expecting a detailed breakdown of what exactly this Brexit deal means for you, then Ahmed and I have a lagoon you might be interested in buying over in Lagos. That being said, let's talk Brexit. The amount of alcohol you can bring back from the EU is now limited to 18 liters of still wine and 42 liters of beer. That sounds like a lot, by the way, but we actually know better. Uh, British citizens have now lost the automatic right to live, work and study in the other 30-odd EU countries, but that's fine because none of them wanted to bother learning a foreign language and doing that anyway. And just as well for those European countries because no one wants a bunch of English speakers who won't bother learning the local language living in their country. Mm -hmm. You know, all they do is take the jobs that are meant for the locals, right? And I say we take it one step further and we ban them altogether from having any kind of work visa for the next five years. You know, that'll really show them. Wow. Okay. Um, moving from one spectacular con job to another, let's talk about Bitcoin. You know, you <laughs> see, I actually invested in Bitcoin in 2013. Uh, there's a whole tweet recorded about when I did it and everything. Uh, and so when the whole boom happened a couple of years ago, I was like, haha, and, and I sold it. So imagine my consternation, a great word that, by the way, when I see that Bitcoin has now crossed $40,000 to the coin. Now, I know some of you may still not quite know what Bitcoin is. Well, like I said, it's... Uh, it's like another con job, like Brexit. Annie is right. Bitcoin is exactly like Brexit. For one, they both begin with the letter B. Um, they are similar in that you have no idea what they really mean. And perhaps most importantly, they're just the sort of thing that lots of people get involved in and then suffer extreme disappointment later. Uh, again, largely because they had no idea what they were getting into to begin with. <laughs> you know, that reminds me of that, um, that British eel farmer whose multi-million pound business is dead in the water because of Brexit. I'm not ashamed of that pun, by the way. I stand by it. Um, but yeah, that, that guy has completely lost his business because he's now unable to compete uh, with the other eel farmers in the rest of Europe. Once again, uh, you probably shouldn't come to us for investment advice. One of us is worth a lot more than you think, and the other one is rich. I'll let you figure out which one of us is which. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's head over now to India, where a new vaccine has been approved. Yes, that's right. Bharat Biotech has come out with an 
indigenous that's not wordplay on india um that's 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 a real word that happens to be the correct one anyway they've got a vaccine it's indigenous it's called covaxin um i think we should take mm-hmm. a moment to just sort of congratulate all the people who come up with these names for the vaccines they're, they're really <laughs> clever you know um certainly better than i could have come up with uh so the thing about covaxin is um this was approved without any phase three trial results um now I know, I know what you're thinking, and honestly, that's you know that's that's your thoughts, right? Keep them to yourself. As you know, over in True Story, we're not really into phase three trials, uh, you know, as a concept. We believe, as we've said before, that if a vaccine identifies as one that has completed phase three trials and behaves like one, that's good enough for us. Uh, interesting coincidence that the analogy we used about phase three trials in that episode uh, was actually about Indian parents. So. Oh yeah, about marriages, right? Yeah, yeah. So this this vaccine actually doesn't even have peer reviewed results from phase one and two, by the way. Uh, but so the authority that regulates this stuff has it in the rules that vaccine makers must show a minimum efficacy of fifty percent in phase three trials for their vaccines to be approved. And so some expert that I saw in the news at the interview said they provided the guidance and then went against their own guidance. I don't know what made them do this. I'll tell you what made them do it. Starts with the letter C and rhymes with eruption. <laughs> oh, whoa, shots fired! At, at speaking of um, shots fired, um, let's talk about scenes in America. Now, if you remember, um, Donald has lost the presidential elections, and my boy and close personal friend Joseph Robinette Biden has been elected president. You know, back back in uh, back in high school, we sometimes called him Robbie. Because um, because of Robinette, is his middle name. Anyway, wow. uh, elections okay. for both houses of Congress were also concluded, and uh, it looked like the Democrats were going to win for both and control both houses by the end of all of this. So Donald did what anyone in his shoes would reasonably do. He tried to plan and execute a coup in broad daylight. Uh, now we're not here to discuss the political implications of asking armed protesters to invade and occupy the seat of your government. You know that's. That's just the sort of thing you might find on a different sort of podcast. But, you know, as, as someone who has uh, taken part in many protests myself, uh, something of an expert, if you will, uh, including the great walkout of 95, I actually I actually led that. Um, a lot of my fans have been asking me what I think about the media coverage and the law enforcement response to, you know, people storming the Capitol. As well. mm-hmm. Naturally, I've ignored the people asking me these questions because that's just what you do when you're an expert. Um, if you are listening to this and you have questions yourself, please direct them to us on Twitter where they will be promptly ignored. Once again, our handle is True Story XYZ. Now, what was interesting to see in this attempted coup was the great range of outfits. You know, people came out in all their ethnic wear and we saw, you saw Viking hats, onesies, cop uniforms, a real representation of the cultural mixing part that is America. <laughs> I, I see what you're doing there. You know, I might need to edit that out of the episode <laughs> before we post it. Uh, okay, you know, en- enough of that. Let- let's go over to Nigeria while we're talking about protests and, you know, storming government buildings. So uh, mm-hmm. the Nigerian government introduced a law randomly a few weeks ago, I think, saying that everyone had to link their mobile phone SIM cards to their national identity numbers. Now, that sounds oh, like... Oh, yeah, a, India, India has that as well. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a fairly harmless thing, right? Uh, but first of all, mm-hmm. no one actually has their national identity card. 
you know, let's start there. <laughs> and, and getting one can take anywhere from one week to, as at today, eight years. And what I mean by that is that there are people who registered eight years ago and still don't have the card. So we don't actually know how long it can take. Like, we're waiting to find out. Uh, anyway, the deadline for that thing when they made the announcement was two weeks. Um, and obviously that then, you know, caused people to storm the offices of the National Identity Management Commission uh, so that they could register, right? And stop their mobile phone lines getting blocked. Now you're wondering, we're in the middle of a Panamera and all of this is happening. Yes, that's correct. Uh, a bunch of people did show up sans masks to these offices. And, uh, and yeah, that, that, you know, those turned out to be super spreader events. Um, I said there was an outbreak of COVID like among the staff of the NIMC and then they went on strike. So, wow. so yeah, that, that's where we're at right now is they're on strike and, and you know, obviously now nobody can register because the staff have COVID. They can't show up. Nigeria is a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, pivot to some other short stories here. I have one from France in a wonderful place. Uh, people love wine there. So much so that they steal a lot of it. Uh, so a bunch of French thieves um, actually made off with an estimated 350,000 euros worth of wine, wow. right? Burgundy wines. And But here's the interesting thing. They were being chased by the police and their car hit a roadblock. And so there was a kind of standoff between the police and the thieves. And because they didn't have any weapons, they started throwing bottles of wine at the, the pursuing vehicles <laughs> and, and the police, right? And so nobody was hurt. Uh, the balls were obviously destroyed, so we lost a lot of good wine. But uh, the burglars are still on the loose. They managed to get away. So uh, just so you know, you know, over in France, that's that's acceptable. <laughs> that's, I, I wish there's like video of this because that, that sounds really funny to watch uh, <laughs> French people. All right, let's let's go over to um, to America again. So you know how in America, if you have some stuff that you want to say to your reps and senators and those kind of people, um, you can just call them up or or text them. Now, if you're mm. African and you're listening to this, I know it sounds weird. Okay, that's what they do in America. Don't worry, you know, you guys don't have that going on. It's okay. We know. Anyway, so Donald went and posted the phone number of the House Speaker for Michigan. His name is Lee Chatfield. Um, and he posted this on Facebook so that his people could, um, how to say, encourage Lee to decertify the election results because obviously he had lost. Um, and this sounds like a really good plan, you know. Uh, the only problem is that the phone number they posted does not, in fact, belong to Lee Chatfield. It belongs to some random guy called O. Rose, who isn't, <laughs> in fact, the House Speaker <laughs> from Michigan or any kind of politician, uh, in fact. Um, yeah, so that post was uh, on Facebook. Over 35 million people saw that. Um, as you can imagine, Mr. Rose's phone blew up immediately with uh, Trump supporters calling and texting him, um, you know, obviously accusing him of being Lee Chatfield and pretending not to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, the thing is, right, um, I feel like he deserves this a little bit because his first name is a single letter, like the letter O. No, real life isn't a James Bond film. You can't just go around calling yourself O. And, you know, and if you are going to use a single letter as your first name, you should pick a cool one like Q or W. Um, anyway, um, if you go and check out the article, um, it, it's funny because, you know, he's shared some screenshots of the text mm -hmm. messages that he's, he's been getting from these Trump supporters. Now, the text messages are funny 
right? No doubt about that. Definitely worth a look. But you see, I couldn't get over the fact that this guy, this grown adult, uses Comic Sans as the font on his phone. That's right. <laughs> the font on his phone is Comic Sans. You know what? Maybe this is karma, right? First, you use O as your first name. Then you have Comic Sans as you. you maybe you deserve this. Uh, final note, he used to be a customer service rep, apparently. So, you know, I, I imagine, you know, this is not this is not new for him. He's been dealing with crazy Americans calling him for a long time. So he's had, yeah. he's had some some experience with that. Um, speaking of protesting from earlier, though, right, let's let's go over to uh, to Delhi. Um, there's some farmers over there who, you know, oppose some newly passed agricultural mm-hmm. laws. Um, and, you know, they, they sort of marched into the city with uh, about 2,500 tractor trolleys. And that's really cool, um, these protests. Uh, one of the reasons they're so cool is because they, they sometimes use the tractors as screens for movie viewings. So, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you go out to protest, it gets a bit boring. Um, you've got all these tractors <laughs> lying around. Um, <laughs> you use them. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, okay. Um, so I've got one, uh, former Bond girl, Tanya Roberts. She she starred opposite Roger Moore in the 95 Bond film, A View to Kill, so before our time. But um, she, so she actually died, but here's the interesting thing. The announcement of her death came one day before she actually died. Mm-hmm. So her publicist announced her death. Everyone was like, oh, okay, Tanya Roberts is dead. And the next day, it turns out that's the day she actually died. She wasn't dead yet when they announced it. So this is just weird because I'm inclined to think that the person who made the announcement, which is her publicist, is responsible for her death. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um, you know, it's pretty mysterious. It almost sounds, and you'll have to forgive me here, like the start of a Bond movie. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, mm, is that in poor taste? Mm, we'll, we'll have to see about that. Uh, but it does, yep. it does actually sound like the start of a Bond movie. That, that is very strange. Um, Final final one here is uh, some very important news out of China, where uh, one of the world's richest men, Jack Ma, you remember Jack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, big investor in Bitcoin as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about the tennis thing with Teresa, but anyway, more on that never. Um, he's not been seen publicly since October last year, um, and all of this is after you know several months of the public arguments with uh, CCP leadership. CCP is the Chinese Communist Party. Um, I mean, you guys remember, he made a lot of speeches, you know. Uh, yeah, he's mm-hmm. really been out there fighting the power, as it were. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that Jack will turn up in a, in a few weeks. He'll be fine after his uh, re-education is completed. <laughs> if anyone uh, listening to this has some information about where he is exactly, please do reach out to us. Um, once again, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at TrueStoryXYZ. Um, yeah, that's, that, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, but before you go, we have some, uh, some announcements to, uh, oh, to yeah. give you. 2021 is going to be a big year for True Story. Yeah, it is, it is going to be a big year. Um, as you can see, we plan to actually release some episodes on time. Did I say some? Ooh, that's a Freudian slip. All the episodes <laughs> will be released on time in uh, 2021 um something else we're we're doing is we're also um going about building a website and a newsletter yes everybody's doing a newsletter we're doing one as well but in true story fashion it won't be anything like what you're thinking now 
um, I mean, if you want to hear yeah. about all of this stuff, you're going to be the first to know, that sort of thing. Follow us on social media. Um, Twitter is really the, the best place to get on-time updates. Um, True Story XYZ. Yep. Check us out. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.